Hey listeners, Amy here. Today we will be talking to two individuals who are changing the educational system as we know it. Stay tuned. Hello, 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 the two hello girls, here we go. Messes in soul, she couldn't make it. But I have two guests here today, I have Kelsey and Brandon. Hello. How's it going? And they run the show Geo Shows. And would you like to tell the listeners what Geo Show is about? It's basically a, a brainchild that I had years ago when I was actually traveling and I was down in Central America. And, you know, after a while, you start laying in hammocks for a while and, you know, which is nice, but it, you do, you do like, you want to accomplish something, right? So I was like, okay, well, how can I travel and work? And so like, basically, not a lot of people were going to pay you to do that. So you kind of have to create your own thing. And as an educator... And someone who likes teaching, I was trying to think of a way to blend the two. And so kind of naturally came up with GeoShow, which basically is a way that we are going to essentially be correspondents for classrooms. So we're going to travel the world. They're going to tell us where to go, what to do. And we're just going to explore cultures and learn for ourselves. And they're going to learn along with us. Where were you when you first came up with this idea? At the time, I was, I was uh, in Nicaragua. I was studying Spanish from 8 to 12 every day with a one-on-one tutor. And then at that point, once you are once you spend four hours doing nothing but speaking in a, in a new language, like your mouth starts to hurt and you get tired of speaking uh, in that language. So I was just laying around reading a lot in the afternoons. You know, after a while you get, at least I'm kind of restless. I need to be doing something. So after about a month of that, really need to be doing something else. Uh, I didn't feel like I was accomplishing anything besides reading. I think the only thing I could, the only books I could get my hands on, I didn't have a Kindle or anything. The only thing I could get my hands on in Nicaragua in the store was like James Patterson books. So I got to stop reading this crap or do something else. So Laying in the hammock, I do know that feeling of I should be accomplishing something. And yet at the same time, as I'm older, I'm like, I really want to go back to that hammock. Yeah, I like to just lay around and think about how it would be better if I wished I was accomplishing something. But I'm really very comfortable just laying there. <laughs> well, it's funny, like, I mean, if you think about the, if I think about the evolution of where we're at now and where I used to journal about this idea, I had zero skills whatsoever to pull it off. I remember getting home and writing in my journal, how do people travel and make money? I was like, what's this internet thing? Yeah, blog, maybe I should write a uh, do a blog, and I started getting into it, and I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> and writing is, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie here, like, writing is a medium that, that I love to do personally, but it's not something I'm technically good at. Not as as far as, like, uh, something that's very readable. In grad school, I ended up being a good academic writer, because academic writing is very dry and concise, and there shouldn't be any fluff. It should be straight and direct and to the point. So anytime I try to write an entertaining blog post or something, it just wasn't happening. You know, when I met Kelsey and she started rubbing off, I like took a lot of like pulling teeth. I was like, yeah, you should help me do this. She's like, no, I want to make like cool art. (laughs) And so, you know, years of being in Korea and creating stuff, like she's slowly starting to rub off some of her technical skills that I've personally, I've gotten better, but we as a team can now produce really cool videos, uh, audio, uh, still pictures, and that's going to be really cool. Something I could have never done by myself. 
Kelsey, when did you first hear about this project and how did you feel? I remember when the first time he told me about this idea, uh, we had only been dating for a couple of months. This was like five years ago. And uh, he showed me this journal entry about basically the exact entry that he wrote in the hammock. Like, how do I make money while I travel? And I was like, that sounds like a cool idea, but I have two more years of college, so good luck with that, or hold your horses. And so he held his horses, and uh, I went to school for photography, so I was learning how to uh, make videos at that point, and I was really focused on photojournalism, so this is kind of perfect for me also, which works out pretty well. It's also, I will... uh, confirm that he is a terrible writer and that editing his blogs that we that short-lived blog that we had was rough so I tend to do most of the writing uh also (laughs) I'd wondered if you had done something similar before this show because this is kind of a big move for both of you I mean it's huge as I know you have a blog t-w-e-l-v-e-365 and so that was the idea for that was that we were going to make 12 short films a year. Um, and we were focusing primarily on Korea because we were in Korea. So that was pretty easy. Um, so every month we were creating this short video, usually about 10 minutes long, and then some corresponding information. So either a blog post or a gallery of pictures or something else to go along with that. And we did that for the last year and it went really well. Uh, my day in the life video has like 200,000 views on YouTube and all of my co-teachers have seen it. And apparently they had like a viewing of it with the sixth graders, which is super awkward because I'm like in my robe and sleeping next to a shirtless man. And then I'm clearly watching Modern Family at school. <laughs> but people were into it. So that was really cool. So that created a pretty good like fan base to start with. And so a lot of people who have seen that are really interested in the geo show because they're teachers and this is more like applicable for them um so that's been great do you think your background played a role with the invention of this idea yeah well brandon was really into the like choose your own adventure books growing up and he's also really into geography so it's basically his love child between those two and being we both grew up in really small very rural very closed uh, environments and so we were lucky enough that we were able to travel and that like changed our whole life uh, so we feel really strongly that it's important that people all over the world know that there are other options all over the world um, and so this is kind of the best way to do that for younger st- younger kids uh, or even older older people like me yeah, I'm really interested anyone, <laughs> anyone like travel for us, I know, for I know it must have uh, you've had some of the same experiences through through your journeys. But I know, like for me personally, growing up in a small town in the South, you know, there was a lot of closed-mindedness. And as a younger person, I had some of those views, not necessarily as something that was bubbling inside of me. But you know, you get socialized. Like what changed my worldview as because when I became older in college, I went and was a summer camp counselor. I met, you know, people from Colombia, Australia, just all over the place, South Africa, these, all these cool people. 
And at the time, I never really met too many people from outside of North Carolina besides my cousin from Alabama. I was meeting all these cool people, and I was like, wow, like, they're really awesome. And how, how there must be more awesome people out there. So I started working all over the country and working with other internationals. And then I started traveling abroad. And it's like traveling has just changed me in so many ways I can't even explain. You know, someone from the States, you know, we need that. Like, yeah. I didn't get that education. Like, everything that we got, history class, it was all internally based. You know, the funny thing, though, is we've gotten so much interest from international classrooms. Like, I, when, when we kind of visualize this, we were both thinking about our small hometowns, mm-hmm. like the people growing up, the kids growing up there. Like, that was the person we, that was my audience I was thinking of. But it's so much more global, and I think it's important. And I think it's important for people to, uh, you know, learn about the U.S. because it's not, you know, we're not all the stereotypical, closed-minded guy eating cheeseburger. I really could use a cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I love it. it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. I, for a while, I forgot that I could travel and do other things in my life because I had traveled when I was younger, and I got in a place. Where it just never occurred to me to just pack it a just, It doesn't occur to most people. This mm-hmm. is like our lifestyle, mm-hmm. yours included, is very different from the majority of the world. That's true. So I think that there are not that many of us, uh, and so we need to, you know, encourage, practice what we preach. Leave your house down the road. Do you think that this could lead to a different way of teaching completely? Well, the, I mean, we're using uh, Google Hangouts, and so there's all these Google schools, and this alone is like a whole different way of teaching. I've never there, heard of Google Hangouts. Yeah, Brandon's going to have to explain it more because I don't totally understand it, but it's this like connectivity of all, every aspect, the way that like Google has Gmail and Google Plus and Google Drive. It's like everything is connected, so the whole school is connected. And then they're connected to every other school that is part of the Google schools. And so, you know, we are basically Skyping with these schools all over the world who are then able to talk to all these other schools around the world. I remember in high school, we had like a distance learning class that was like three schools from the general area. And it was so crazy to me that we were like sitting in our school and all of these kids were sitting in their schools and we could just see each other on the TV and then we were all in the same class. Like that was so weird to me. And this is, and we were 20 miles from each other in real life. Like we were hanging out with a school from Canada last week. Brandon taught 150 Australian kindergartners how to use chopsticks last month. It's so globally connected that there's no way that the education systems can stay the way they are. Don't get me started on <laughs> education systems, but it can only get better from here. All right. I want to know, are you packed and ready to leave? When does this journey start? I know it's on the website, which I will provide for everybody and the listeners. And I will pimp out. We have no idea. I have a few. I don't have nieces and nephews, but they might as well be my nieces. That um, That's why I, I'm so interested in it, because I'm going to make them watch it. Yeah. I know once, once their mom, we're so, I was supposed to... Once their mom gets a wind of it, uh, they're 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 gonna love it. Yeah, because they're so interested in what I'm doing. Well, we are leaving on March fourth, 
uh, we're headed to Indonesia first for a month, and then we're headed to Thailand for a month, and then uh, the students will be voting on the third mystery country that we will end up in. So it's been really interesting trying to come up with a packing list for that because uh, I am from New York and I wear a lot of black when apparently in Indonesia girls, only girls of a certain uh, oh. way wear black during the day is what I read on the internet. So who knows? But so I had to repack everything. So I had to buy brown sandals and I had to get all ready for all of that. So I'm mostly most, I am the most concerned about the uh, fashion aspect, which I'm comfortable with. Brandon's bringing like a shirt and he's <laughs> ready. Um, besides that, it's really just like all the technology that we need. So, you know, computers and cameras, we actually have this cool thing. It's next to the mic. No, it's not. It's really cool. uh, we have this cool thing called a brick, uh, which is basically like a, it's a wireless router that was created for uh, Doctors Without Borders mm -hmm. because they don't have regular access. So it pulls from farther satellites or whatever. So you just need a local country SIM card and then uh, you'll always be able to connect to this Wi-Fi. So that when we're traveling, we're doing these mobile hangouts from, you know, the top of a mountain or the middle of a t temple or whatever, we'll always be able to connect to Google. So it's mostly the technology stuff that we're, we're trying to finalize that and figure out how to pack it safely. That's actually really interesting. I wondered, I was like, how are you going to find, what if you can't find Wi-Fi in the middle of... Yeah, well, so I mean, there's going to be some places where you still can't find it. And that's just the nature of the game. Right. But right now, the, the technology is to the point where we can do something like this. I mean, literally, with just a smartphone and a connection to 3G... I mean, we have a couple extra, like, bells and whistles, like, speakers and microphones we can hook up to it. But you could just use the earphones that has the little microphone, and you could run a Hangout from your smartphone from anywhere in the world as long as you had a signal and could be doing a live Hangout with anyone, your own TV broadcasting station. So now we can broadcast to an unlimited number of viewers, 20,000 people if they wanted to. So let's get up to 20,000 people. Couple of questions. Let's let's try and get something you'll miss. I have a ridiculous amount of clothes, and I feel like living out of a backpack and I can only carry a limited amount of clothes is going to be really soul crushing. Uh, we also have had this dragon while living in Korea, and I've always had pets, and so the idea of living for several years without any pets also makes me really sad. I hope to be able to interview you, maybe in a year or so, interview again and say, do you still okay. miss those? Well, I know you'll always miss. I'll always miss Falcor. Yes, always Falcor. But I'll ask, you know, have the, has the clothes gotten easier? Has Did you I hope so. <laughs> how about how about you? Anything that you'll, you think you'll miss? Um, well, I mean, since we're leaving Korea, it's just the only thing that's popping in my mind is what I'm going to miss about Korea. And so clearly, like, the food here... And just the, don't get me wrong, there's okay. there's crime I know that happens here. But overall, this is the safest place I've ever lived. Yeah. And just like the peace of mind that I have, I'm somewhere, I, I can leave my wallet on the table in a restaurant and walk up to the counter and not even think twice about it. I know, I know a big one. One thing I'm going to miss, three years of a constant income 
has like that job security or that bank account security. I've never felt short on cash mm-hmm. in the last three years. Of course, I'm using it to pay off like loans and stuff like that. But I've never felt like, man, I'm broke. Right. Right. Whereas now we're going to, uh, we're going to get our last payment on Friday and then that's it for the foreseeable future. Like that's kind of scary in a way. So like we're starting. Super scary. It's super scary. Like we're starting, we're starting a business and stuff and it's like, how, how, how are we going to make money with this? <laughs> I so, hope you do. I hope you I do. do. I really do. I, I really, I really like. The idea behind this. I'm really looking forward to your travels. I know that sounds, I don't know, I kind of feel weird. I'm just like, I want to watch you guys do this, but I do. You can. I will. Okay, what are you looking forward to? Well, when I was thinking that we were traveling the world, I was like, cool, I can just lay in hammocks all over the world. And Brandon was like, no, you can lay in a hammock for like an hour and then we have to go do stuff. So I'm really hoping for some heavy hammock time. Part of being in Korea was that life was just really simple. There were a lot of things that just you didn't have. I don't want to say responsibilities because we're running a business, so we're going to have a lot of responsibility. But it's just like the freedom to do whatever we want. It's not the normal nine to five. Yeah, schedule. not at all. And it's different when you're doing your own thing. How can we follow you? Well, if you're interested in following Geo Show Kids or class, or you're just interested and want to follow it, you can go to geoshow.tv so that's g-o-g-e-o show.tv or you can look for us on all the social medias learn around the world learn around the world is like the parents company right because we're going to be in the states for the fall show and it could be more just artistic based uh so my grand dream right with learn around the world is say we have you know six seven eight people all around the planet with their own show as a student because one thing that the hangouts and everything does for us is great with technology is we've completely gotten rid of distance so as a classroom you can log into learn around the world and you can follow whoever fits your time frame whoever you want to you can follow different people different days the brainchild of learn around the world so sometimes you can have a live classroom and then sometimes you can visit the pre-recorded stuff so you can make sure you get all around All we have left to say is, oh my gosh, 